Alright, Dom, the floor is already yours. Alrighty, welcome to tonight's TCP podcast. Uh, this is a new segment that we've come up with, uh, thanks to Kaneki, because this is all his, his idea, so uh, why don't we give yeah. Kaneki all a uh, huge thanks for that. Um, Go on, park yourself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Like I said, this is a new segment, and uh, this new segment is known as the Cutting Room Floor, and today we'd like to talk about Resident Evil 4, because there have been some interesting, uh, there's some interesting history with this game, so before we get into that, uh, why don't we have Kaneki introduce himself, and then we'll work our way from there. My name is Kaneki, and can I play the uh, E3 demo of RE4 already? Oh wait, it will never be released. (laughs) <laughs> three point yeah three point five definitely looks good um anyways why don't we have um brandon go next hi great introduction yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then after that we have captain chaos what's going on guys um then we have james everyone how's it going and last but not least, we have one of our main hosts, uh, Renegade Operative. So uh, please introduce yourself. Uh, hey guys, and I wanted to reiterate really quickly that uh, I probably will be like pushing to talk, so that means that I'll be talking a little bit less than usual. That's because they are shooting fireworks outside, so... Uh, yeah, just something to deal with. But I'll try to chime in for what I can. I kind of created this document with Dom himself, so uh, a lot of the questions on here are personally from me as well. Hmm. So, uh, now that we have introductions out of the way, I will let Kaneki read off the first question. Uh, and the doc is in the chat if you don't have it already. Oh shit, uh, someone may have to read the first one. I um, can take it if you want. Yeah, that, that's fine. Uh, what do you know about the early builds of RE4? Uh, other than the E3 2000, what is it, 3 demo? No, uh, yeah, I think it was 2003. Yeah, other than that, uh, the only other thing I know is uh, eventually got a spinoff for DMZ1. Other than that, not much else. Mm. Um, yeah, same with James, but I, I know... A little bit more than that like I just know that uh, you know there are things that they used from that build of the, or the earliest builds they took a lot of assets and put them into other games so like uh, some of the enemies made their way into other games like the uh, the little dolls in one of the earlier uh, demo builds made their way into Onimusha 3 the uh, the door seals made their way into um, Devil May Cry so uh, things like that, you know, ended up getting used. This was, you know, this isn't like Capcom just like made made a game and just didn't want to reuse any of the assets for other things. Uh, they actually, you know, took those and put them to use elsewhere, which is is a good thing. But when you're looking back at like uh, the earliest build of Resident Evil 4, uh, just looking at how it went from this like paranormal thing, not... Um, similarly to um, the Resident Evil 7 demo that we just got recently, which is uh, very paranormal-like, 
going from that to like various other things and then finally making its way into like this action like game with the final build so it's very interesting history also to chime in there were three builds so there's two builds we've seen and there was one build we haven't seen yet so uh it's kind of interesting we're going to talk about the history of those uh personally i think that for the early builds it looked kind of fascinating especially the castle build because that was where the enemies were going to be a lot more visceral up close and personal and that was less about paranormal stuff as opposed to the hallucination build which we'll talk about later uh, i think that mm. it was interesting that they took a lot of concepts like uh just the overall look and feel of that version of resident evil 4 and incorporating that into the main game just a little bit with the design uh but i wish they did keep the survival horror aspect it's a shame that that went to waste because the series really took that drastic turn at RE4, despite how good the game was. So that's how I feel about it. All right. And, I mean, we'll definitely, uh, just to kind of finish up some final thoughts, we'll de definitely be talking about uh, some of the reasoning behind, uh, you know, why it went from horror to action uh, later on. Uh, but does anybody else have anything to say before we move on? What about yeah, Brandon? Uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say I, I honestly didn't know the, the I pretty much knew about as much about the early builds of Resident Evil Four as uh, James did. So the only thing I knew is that it was used for Devil May Cry. Uh, so I just kind of learned about some of the uh, what the early Resident Evil Four looked like tonight. So that was uh, interesting to find out. It's uh, I am kind of disappointed that it, we didn't really get the survival horror version of the uh, of the game and we got like an action version of it which uh you know it's not not to say it's a bad game but it would have been interesting to see you know if, if that if that actually came out to be that way you know what it would be like um but yeah that's all i really have to say about it what about right, brendan did he go yet no nope. uh brendan you here I think he's ripped. God. All right, so uh, we should move on we can to take number the next two. One. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, uh, chaos. Why don't we have you read number two? Uh, was there something in particular that you liked in those early builds that never made the cuts? Hmm. I have to think about this one. I I'll go ahead. Uh, I really liked the the babies. Uh, those really. Uh, the the baby doll whatever the fuck things those were pretty creepy because they kind of came out of nowhere when I was looking at the demo gameplay and you don't it's kind of something you don't really expect and they just like jump out at you it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Silent Hill because like you'll just see something uh, you'll go into a room and something will happen and you won't be expecting it it's kind of like that and I was kind of disappointed that they I mean I know they used it for Onimusha but it would have been cool if they had like left that in there in Resident Evil 4. It still could have been an action game, but they could have just like put that in there as like a scare or something. But uh it was kinda it was kinda disappointing to see that completely removed from Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Um and like you said they did uh reuse those for uh Onimusha. Those particular enemy types they uh, ported over to Onimusha three. Um which if I remember correctly that game came out in two thousand and four. So it, it was good to see it, see them like reuse a lot of those assets and not throw them away, like I said earlier. So um, 
that's always nice but like you said it is kind of unfortunate that they kind of throw away things like that um as far as like the earlier builds are concerned um i really wish they would have kept like the survival horror aspect from re4 um although i do think that the uh the gameplay was kind of interesting I, i'm not sure how that would work uh, but it basically played like, um, if, if anybody knows what Cold Fear plays, like it had fixed camera angles. And then when you um, started to aim your weapon, it would go into a over-the-shoulder third-person camera angle. Um, I definitely think that that would have been interesting to play around with. But would it have worked? Um, who knows? That is something I would have liked to have seen, though. Well, you know what I think? I think that one of the things I missed the most is how the infection mechanic was going to work. And they they really didn't talk that much about this mechanic, but it would be interesting to see how that would have played into gameplay with Leon's infected arm. And yeah. I think they kind of... Any, any burst of opportunities with you possibly being a B.O.W., um, it all was a missed opportunity. It really didn't come back until Resident Evil 6. When you had Pierce Nevins and his arm got like kind of sliced off and he took the virus. Uh, so I would kind of like to see that again in a twist of some sort. Uh, maybe they can incorporate that into the multiplayer for future references if they decide to do more side games like Revelations and uh, other action heavy shooters. So that's one of the things that I miss the most is the infection mechanic and seeing where that will probably go uh, with one of the characters. But um, I, I think that so far, I just like the design. The design looks uh, very good from Resident Evil 4 classically. Like being in a mansion, being in these castles, uh, I'm glad that that ported over to the main game. Uh, about the infection mechanic, uh, well, what other games did they use it for again? Uh, uh, it was the Outbreak games and Operation Raccoon City also had like, it. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Do you just get uh, get infected and you die or something like that? Um, or... in the Outbreak games, the whole health system revolved around the infection mechanic. So basically, you had a countdown meter, right? Um, you had a little thing, and that was basically your health, and it would say, like, how much percentage you had of the infection. So the minute you start the game, you're already infected. Uh, so you so have you're a certain on a amount of... Yeah, you're basically on a timer, but there's a catch. Every time you take damage from one of the enemies, um, the counter increases. You can stop the... Uh, stop or at least slow down, in some cases, the infection counter uh, just a little bit, Um but it's not like foolproof. It's just something that you would do to kind of give yourself some more time if you were uh, really like injured or close to uh, dying. In Operation Raccoon City, what would happen is you would get infected, the screen would turn blue, and your health would Annoyingly start. Uh, yeah, oh. <laughs> the the more the less health you have, the more uh, blue your screen would get. And then you would turn and, into a zombie. Yeah, and your health starts kind of down and then you become a crimson head actually more or less yeah but, i was gonna uh, say that you actually just turned to a stupid crimson head that sounds a lot like this other game i've played before uh it's called extermination and in that game you can get infected um yeah. and it, it works <laughs> the same I, I think that works the same way because uh you get infected and you have like i, I don't know if it's a count uh, a little infection bar but uh you have to get uh go to one of these rooms that has the antidote so you have to get the antidote as quickly as possible because otherwise you'll 
die from the infection. So it would be interesting if that were maybe a mechanic in, uh, you know, if that were one of the mechanics they put into maybe like a future Resident Evil game or just had that in the, uh, in really any any of them or like kind of made it like that where that would that would be pretty cool i would enjoy the, you know that that would uh kind of make the game a little bit more difficult in that regard and i think a better yeah, way to phrase it is gameplay style mutations um of yeah. course they had them in agent hunt and resident evil 6 uh but we really didn't see like a lot of it until that game so i'm just saying for side games they could possibly bring that back since they're going in a new direction with seven Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, what, what was I trying to think of? I think um, they were saying that um, as far as like um, not not necessarily the infection, but as far as like how the game was uh, going through, um, that Leon being infected was supposed to like cause him to hallucinate along with like the uh, the gas, which we'll we'll talk about the gas portion. Uh, in the next question, actually, but um, that would have been, like you guys were saying, it would have been really interesting to see how that would have played out, but um, I'm, I'm done talking about this. Uh, does anybody else want to go before we move on to the next question? I think I got my opinion across. All right, so we should move on to question number three. Who wants to read it? I'll do. All right. One, okay. one of the concepts of Resident Evil 4 was to have players explore the origins of the progenitor virus. Sorry if I pronounce it wrong. No, you got this, it right. All right. This led into a feature that has Leon hallucinate from a gas form of a virus, which would make him see paranormal-like enemies. What do you think of this concept? It's all right, I guess. It's kind of weird, man. I don't... Um, for the hallucinations, I'm, I'm kind of, like, on the side of James and Dom. I, I think it'd be kind of weird to see something like that happen at RE. Uh, at the same time, though, I guess you could say anything's possible, considering what they did with this series. So, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a monster that sort of gave people migraines or headaches or stuff like that but as opposed to just seeing like ghosts and spectral figures and stuff like that that's not there i think that's a little bit more silent hill psychological horror territory than resident evil um, right but it would be interesting if they did like a monster like that because we did have uh what was it uh in resident evil 4 we had the not resident evil 4 resident evil 6 i meant the gas monster that if you got close to it you got infected uh, so maybe they could do something was, like uh, that. That was actually one of the ideas they ported over from uh, from RE 3.5 over to 6. Uh, and I think that was all. That was also one of the many things that they ported over from... Um, well, that was from 4, but they also ported over things from uh, RE 5 over to 6. Yeah, they, like... That be, never made the cut. Because I noticed that whenever you shoot it, it shoots blue gas, so... Uh, and your screen will go blue, so I figure, you know, they had the blue filters on for Resident Evil 4 when you got, like, a hallucination. So I yeah. figured it was like, oh, they're, they're porting over mechanics. It's sort of like the same thing. So uh, to see stuff like that happen would be really cool. And to see if they had more gas creatures, I guess, would be a nice little idea to have to fend yourself off from monsters from a distance. 
Yeah, I, I see what you guys are saying about the hallucination being more Silent Hill-esque, mm-hmm. um, but if I could kind of argue for it for a minute, I think it would be cool and that it would make the player like kind of feel more on edge. Like, because, you know, you, you're not really sure what's real and what's not, so the whole hallucination thing might... Uh, it might kind of add to the horror, in my opinion. I, I think it will create like a new to, path of jump scares, uh, in my opinion. I would like to argue um, kind of for it as well, because, like, um, I, the, what I was saying when we were talking about it privately a little bit was that um, with Resident Evil 4, at least for that particular build, or those particular early builds is that it made a lot more sense given that you know there was still something biological about it um whereas like you know you look at the resident evil 7 demo which i, I want to stress heavily that i am aware of the fact that it's not representative of um what resident evil 7 will be about at least in terms of like the story and the types of enemies you'll be facing um but there was a legitimate reason for it uh whereas with like resident evil 7 there was just kind of like it's there just to kind of showcase the uh the engine uh that the new engine that capcom's using so uh i i think it would have worked just fine if they uh you know maybe didn't focus too heavily on the hallucination although that early build did seem to suggest that they would be well let's dip into the well of history for a little bit um wasn't the original resident evil going to be a game about paranormal activity um to kind of give you some uh background story and and a lot of people like to confuse what the original resident evil was supposed to be uh the original resident evil was actually supposed to be a remake of Sweet Home, which is a top-down horror-themed JRPG that was on the uh, NES, or uh, technically the, uh, the Famicom. Um, but it had some first-person elements when you went into combat, but that was because it was a JRPG. It wasn't, you know, like the prime, you know, like the primary uh, example of gameplay. You were moving around different rooms, and you had to make sure that at least a majority of the um, the player characters survived and there were five player characters kind of like how in resident evil you have to make sure that um if you want to get the best ending you have to make sure that chris and barry or uh, jill and rebecca all survive um so in a sense yes it it did kind of start off as a paranormal uh type of game but it was only because it was supposed to be a remake of a game that came out back on famicom yeah, because I remember a lot of people saying that Resident Evil 1 was supposed to be about ghosts and it was supposed to be in first person and then they changed it because of the limitations of the hardware. Yeah, I was about to ask why they changed it because uh, if it was going to be a remake. It was hardware limitations. I Well, that and you also have to remember Capcom back in the day, if they saw something and it felt too different from what they were trying to do, they would deem it something else um you know and resident evil we know for example has done that before in the past um you know we have things like dino crisis and onimusha and devil may cry so uh you know it's a pure example of what capcom has done when they see something that feels too different yeah when they again like when they were good and when they see something that was like too different they would just make a new franchise altogether instead of scrapping the whole thing altogether 
and that's that's, a good idea, that's the best actually. way to go about it because if you make an entirely new franchise off of something you established it creates more IPs, so to speak. So, And it gives those chances of the IPs to grow in their own thing. Like, Onimusha eventually broke out of the Resident Evil confines with Onimusha 3. Uh, Dino Crisis changed with Dino Crisis 2. So I, I like the fact that even though they were similar to the Resident Evil games, they became their own thing. Yeah, because uh, Dino Crisis does kind of look like uh, Resident Evil with dinosaurs. Yeah, then they changed into an action game. I would argue that Onimusha 2 actually broke from those confines, but, uh, you know, that's just because I played all the games. Well, so... the only one I played was 3, so you gotta cut me some credit here. I haven't played them, but I heard they have, like, the fixed camera angles and all that, so, uh, that's kind of reminiscent of, uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, they do, because mm. I, well, I did play Onimusha 1, and they did have fixed cameras, so yeah. So I guess we can move on to number four. If no one has any more no, questions on this, as, oh, as go ahead, Brent. Something real quick. Go ahead. As far as the um the little gas mechanic thing you guys talked about earlier, I um it could have been a great way for the player to actually either a go crazy and shoot the ghost or conserve ammo. Because like you say, you wouldn't know what is real what is not. So if you shoot it and it just fades away, well, then it makes it speak or something like that. Well, I, I'm going to stop you right there really quick. Um, in the demo, when they show off, like, the blue filter that would come up, um, and the uh, whoever was playing uh, was in the room as Leon, and all the dolls come up and the blue filter comes up, uh, there's a door seal that comes up, kind of like in Devil May Cry. So it doesn't yeah, let you... It doesn't let you, um, you know, leave the room... Uh, unless if you kill all the enemies or you're just away from them so that way they can't, um, you know, try to chase you and kill you. Yeah, I know about the door ceiling. You guys remember that game, Eternal Darkness? Mm, yeah. Imagine mm -hmm. if it was like that, but it, it Capcom yeah. basically spun it into his own thing. Imagine if it was like that. Yeah, I'd that would be pretty awesome because Eternal Darkness was fucking great. I love that Do game. Do you want them to take that build and make it a different game? Yeah, that'd be pretty fucking cool, actually. I'd be down it for that. It would be cool, but Capcom sucks now, so they won't do it. Uh, unfortunate. So, I guess we can move on to number four. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll take number four this time. Alright. Um, if you can speculate any ideas from the scrapped zombie version of Resident Evil 4, what do you... What would it be like, in your opinion, since this version was never really shown to the public eye? Um, Everyone be I, slow. I don't know. I, I think mean, maybe. Go. <laughs> well, I think maybe. Um, you know, like because Resident Evil Five uh, was actually supposed to have zombies. I think they were actually going to do the C virus in that game originally. Uh, and, you know, they were going to be doing, like, acrobatics, and they were just going to be a lot faster. Um, and by acrobatics, I mean they would be able to jump like they do in Resident Evil 6. But um, I think that maybe they would have been faster, but they also would have maybe been a little bit more like uh, Lisa Trevor in the Resident Evil remake, because it was supposed to be a game about... Uh, you know, discovering the progenitor virus origins. So I think that would have made a little bit more sense if they kind of maybe acted or sounded similar to that particular monster. Uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, 
it's too bad that you guys didn't see Dead Rising, um, the new one that came out movie, because what Dom said kind of actually happened in the movie. Yeah, did. Yeah, involving the um the whole virus, something like that did happen in the movie though, but I'm not gonna spoil it. So unfortunately, you guys didn't see it, yet, so I'm not gonna spoil it. What happened? I'm going to say that I think it would be very interesting if they took that version. And you guys seen the horror movie remake of Dawn of the Dead, right? Yeah. Where yeah. the zombies, just, you know, yeah, the zombies break. Yeah, they. Well, I'm just gonna say they break tradition and they start running. So, uh, considering how Resident Evil 4 is a fast-paced game, uh, how about having the zombies run, making headshots harder, stuff like that? So, Left 4 oh. Dead zombies. Yeah, something like I that. I would like to argue that you know. Technically speaking, they had faster-moving zombies as, um, you, you know, they had faster-moving zombies, or technically the Crimson Heads were faster-moving zombies in the Resident Evil remakes. So, uh, you know, it's uh, something that they could possibly do. Uh, yeah, but it's, it, it really... takes them that, it, well, they have to go through that regeneration process, so it, it, they have to go through that, and uh, I would just say maybe put them running right out of the gate that would be pretty creepy uh or like it can make you panic very fast because you got to deal with all these zombies all over you running and you don't know what to do so i think that if people thought that the games were going to be too easy then they could simply say oh well i can't headshot him that easily because there's more enemies on the screen to deal with So that's mm -hmm. what I think it should be, really. It, it should have been like this fast-paced uh, horror game if they were going to do the whole third-person over-the-shoulder camera. Right. Uh, what do you think, James? Um, scrap zombie version of RE4. And they were supposed to be fast and shit? Well, no, that was just me making suggestions, throwing ideas as to what it could have been. Oh, they didn't give any details in that there were supposed to be zombies? The, yes, that's all they said is it was supposed to be zombies in that version, but we never seen that version shown to the public eye. So it's uh, basically you. mystery build. Yeah, it's you speculating what it could have been and what ideas you would have implemented into them. They, pro I think they might have still kept them as fast as the uh, Ganado villagers. At least in my opinion, if they're keeping it like how it is in the other, the classic games, aren't all the zombies really slow too? They are, I'm but the the problem with the Ganado is they use guns, and seeing zombies use guns is kind of ridiculous I think to me. They, I think if they were going to go with that zombie build, there'd be no guns. They would just use pitchforks and, you know, tools and things like that. Didn't I think in, that would have been cool. Didn't in Resident Evil 6, they kind of had weapons in their hands... And the yeah, whole, they had the uh, yeah. axes and pitchforks. Yeah, and the whole explanation was that um, they basically died with those weapons in their hands. It made oh, more yeah, sense for the villagers. Well. It, it made more sense for the uh, the villagers in four to have those than the uh, than in six because I mean in because they were actually in, using them. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. That's a stupid explanation. Yeah, but so, that's Capcom uh, for you right there. So, uh, are we good to move on, or is there any final thoughts? I, I didn't really have an opinion on it. Yeah, none, okay. in, none in particular for me. Alright. Uh, so, uh, 
I'll have Brandon read off number five. Okay. What do you think? What do you think of Shinji Mikami's comment about zombies' version being too predictable for the Resident Evil um, conversation? Yeah, whatever. And um, moving, sorry, I can't read today. I'm tired. <laughs> and moving forward with the final version that we have now, being predictable. He's kind of right, though. I mean, it's zombies. They're a slow-moving zombie What does he thing. mean by that? Like, yeah, good question, be... though, but... He basically uh... means that um, we had Resident Evil 1 through 3 by that point, so uh, he found that putting zombies in Resident Evil 4 would be redundant. So he decided to say, you know what, we need to scrap this model and uh, do an entirely new enemy type entirely, which led to the Ganado. Yeah, but I mean... They're they're still zombies. They're just a different. It's a different strain. I mean, it's it's still zombie. They still act like zombies. They're just more intelligent, I guess. I would politely disagree because they aren't necessarily undead. So yeah, they they still function like humans until you know their heads pop off. Uh yeah, I mean I yeah the, the whole thing with the parasite or whatever the fuck uh, yeah I mean I guess I can see that but I. I don't know. They they still kind of act like zombies, so I I'm not sure. It's uh, I I would kind of argue it's still pretty much is a zombie thing. I would say that as far as like him saying it's predictable, I can kind of see what he means because we had one through uh, Code Veronica. We also had the remake at the time, so it would kind of seem like yeah, it is a little bit redundant and this isn't even talking about some of the side games that we had around that time um but i do think that um you know anything would have really worked as far as like coming up with a different like bow to come up against in uh you know like low level bow to come up against in uh in resident evil 4 uh was the ganado a good way to go um you know i i'm kind of 50 50 on it because on the one hand i really love resident evil 4 uh but on the other hand you know i'm sure they could have came up with something even better and uh something that would have you know scared the living piss out of people the first time they're uh they were playing re4 all right so yeah we are we done with this question or are we going to move on to the next one I was, I was trying to think of something to add, but, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing here. Uh, Kaneki, do you have anything to say about this? Nope. What about James? Um, for the zombie thing, yeah, I can kind of see why he would say that, because I guess some people, some people obviously like it, and some people will be like, oh, this is the same old shit, so I kind of understand why he took the risk. I think, obviously, since people like RE4 so much, it did kind of work out, in a way. But that's how I feel about it. Mm. Uh, Brandon, do you have anything to say before we move on? Should I get my point out now? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, basically, I do agree. It's kind of predictable. Uh, I mean, granted, I've... Resident Evil 4 is a very fast-paced game, so I would assume it'd be easy to avoid zombies. So I think on the, um, the whatever they're called, I can pronounce the name correctly. Ganados? Yeah, that. Uh, Word is better choice because it keeps um, keeps you on your feet 
at all times. Well, also speaking of uh, different, the different enemies, uh, I did really, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I did really like the uh, regenerators, the guys that kept regenerating, if unless you've shot them in specific areas. Uh, I hate those guys. I I really like them because they, they still, I feel like uh, they at least somewhat retain the horror feel that uh, they originally set out for with the Resident Evil 4 because every time you encountered them, you really had to, uh, you had to have, I think you had to have ammo in your sniper rifle and, or one of your guns. uh, Basically, they had a thermal scope, which makes you see the parasites in their body better so you can kill them faster. If you didn't have that, you pretty much had to like run them and just try to get by them but uh yeah they were tough motherfuckers so you every anytime you came or awesome is uh you gotta be careful <clears throat> yeah and that music the first time you hear them holy shit yeah i just hate that damn breathing of theirs it probably sets it off for them yeah are we talking about the regenerators yes yep yeah yeah they definitely their fucking trademark breathing is still creepy to me right so, onward to question number six. I guess I can read this one. Um, let me see here. How do you feel about the hybrid camera style that was implemented in the early build where it was both fixed and over the shoulder, kind of like Ubisoft's Cold Fear? What is your take on the blue filter and door seals that will pop up when enemies were present? Hmm. I had to think on this one too, so Dom, could you take this one? Yeah, I can take that. Um, I think that it would have been, like I said earlier, I think it would have been interesting to just kind of play around with and keep that for the official build because it would have meant, you know, uh, I think people would have been a lot more open to it, um, you know, because it would have still had the fixed camera angles that a lot of people from that are fans of the classic games would have been, you know, uh, more open to. Uh, but it would also mean that there's a new gameplay style that they could potentially play around with instead of just doing that like major shift like they did with four. Um, you know, the way that they did, did it uh, in the official build kind of split the fan base. Um, and, you know, some may argue, well, that's kind of the fan base's fault. I would argue that it's more or less Capcom's fault because they kind of, you know, they say what goes and what doesn't in every game so um you know that said i I think that it would have been interesting to just keep it in and just play around with it and see uh what people prefer yeah i don't hmm i don't really remember that well you know what i remember something is unrelated to survival horror games but i remember Mm. when they made metal gear solid 3 subsistence and they had it where you can switch between both camera angles, and I thought that that was pretty genius because um, Snake Eater was so beautiful for the time. And the fact that you could see it at a new perspective while it helps you during the gameplay, it was really interesting to see them do that whole new camera change. So I, I think that that probably would have helped uh, because a lot of people were complaining about the fixed cameras, like, oh, I can't see anything. Um, you know, I get hit off screen, stuff like that. So to go to a perspective that gives you more freedom to aim, I think it would have been a lot more interesting if they did that. Not to say what they implemented was bad because I do like the over the shoulder and Resident Evil 4 in the final build, but I think that it certainly wouldn't have hurt the gameplay 
if they kept it like fixed camera angles, tank controls, and you put in this new perspective of being able to see and pinpoint your enemies properly. Right. Um, I, I'll say this: like I, I can understand them doing the fixed camera angle if it were if they if they were still keeping with the survival horror tone they had for the early builds, but for like an action game, it uh, I, it can work, but uh, it's usually preferable to have all the uh, over the shoulder perspective so i can understand why they changed it considering they were kind of trying to change direction with the uh, fourth game as for the seals i don't like them because i don't know man it, it now it reminds me too much of double may cry which is ironic because resident evil 4 spawned double may cry 1 but uh, I, I really don't like them being in an RE game because it seems like it doesn't give you any freedom to exit the rooms. So uh, I think that's more of a Devil May Cry thing now than it is a Resident Evil thing uh, with, with that in mind. I think, it, yeah, I don't think it makes sense. If you're talking about the doors, uh, I don't think it makes sense considering in a game like that where you're probably going to conserve ammo, they probably don't want to force you to fight every single thing in the room that's definitely more of an action game uh setup yeah most definitely mm. so any more questions on question six oh uh apparently where's, not where's brendan dead when when is leon meh i got a, i got a question when is leon gonna have double trick with kappa Oh my god, no. That's called Devil May Cry, you should probably play it. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I have. It's called Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition. But have you played... You, you should probably play Devil May Cry okay, 1. Okay, ladies, ladies. Diverging. Yeah, we'll, we'll orgasm later. Yeah, you, you are diverging. <laughs> orgasming over yeah. Dante and his solo guitar. So... I, I, I apologize. Don't orgasm uh, over Dante. <laughs> no, no. I don't, I'm not All right, let's number move seven. on to number seven. Why don't we have um, Kaneki read number seven? <clears throat> it was apparent that the castle and hallucination versions of Resident Evil 4 had an infection mechanic carried over between both versions where Leon has an affected arm. From a gameplay pers perspective, how should it have been Im implemented properly to be a fun mechanic in your opinion? Um, I'll say that it, it what it should be doing is making the game challenging for players, but also not like make it annoying for people. But other than that, I think it would have worked fine. Um, you know, they could have taken some experience from like the outbreak games, for example, and uh, you know, take take those into consideration. All, all I'm going to say is motherfucking electricity Nevins. Uh, the Shocker Nevins from Resident Evil 6, <laughs> where he could shoot electricity out of his fucking arm. That was, that was fun. Like a particle cannon or something? I don't know what it is. It, it was something like that when he affected uh, himself. Oh, wasn't it the Plagas remover? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I think it was an enhanced version of the C-Virus. Because remember when Chris's partner infects himself and he gets oh, that arm? Oh, you're talking about RE6. Yeah, RE6. like you can use the arm as a weapon. And I think that would be the most interesting thing if they did that with the mutation. That's what I was saying earlier. Like that would be fun from a gameplay perspective while trying to keep that under wraps. Uh, maybe it could be like a sort of desperation mode where you're about to die and you can whip out the arm but it could still damage you. 
and if you don't get it cured up right away after that then you'll get infected so I suppose they can do something like that because they did this in Double May Cry 2 I believe where if you lost a certain amount of health you go Majin so uh, why not do the same for Resident Evil so Leon we're talking about like gameplay concerned. aspects we would like to have seen Yes, yes, gameplay aspects. And I think if they kept uh, that whole infection mechanic, then maybe there would be like a desperation mode. Yeah. I um uh, I'm trying to think of something. Uh, well, I I kind of want to go back to Renegade's example actually cuz wasn't it in like Snake Eater that you got hungry over time or something? You had to eat Yes, that yeah, was the first Metal Gear. That would have been, like, yeah. considering that uh, at least the first half of Resident Evil 4 takes place largely, like, outside, and it's kind of uh, uh, sort of sort of similar in in uh, in, in terms of uh, the areas with uh, the uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, where you could go into different areas and everything. Uh, I would think it'd be interesting if you they added some kind of a, you know, like, a hunger mechanic or something where you had to eat something or you could starve something like that maybe uh that would have been cool uh, i want to add on top of this uh for resident evil 5 we're gonna shift gears for a second didn't they say that they wanted to add in something where you couldn't really look into the sunlight or it yeah, would mess up your aim uh they had a uh, dehydration mechanic which i think was supposed to act a little bit like the poison mechanic from the previous games uh before re4 removed it uh, but basically, you would need you would actually need to drink water in order to uh, stay hydrated, and uh, going out into the sun would uh, cause you to start dehydrating and things of that nature. Oh, okay. I, th I thought it was that. that it also like harmed you or something, like it burned you or something like that. Uh, like just the sun was dangerous. Uh, no, like, it was just was... if you get dehydrated, what will happen is it will really severely affect your aim, and that means that Chris can't concentrate. Yeah, I well, I can see how that would be kind of annoying, but at the same time, I would uh, that that would be cool because that would actually kind of, uh, you know, add to the game somewhat, and, and it's uh, you know, the, well, not really horror oriented, but more like you you get a sense for where you are, you know, you have to keep that in mind, you know, you get the feel that you're actually in Africa, and you know, you have to avoid the sun and all that, uh, but. Yeah, that that would have been an interesting thing to add. I just don't know why they scrapped some of these ideas. Um, Don, perhaps you added. should explain that to Chaos, why they scrapped some ideas <laughs> and how they introduced some of them back. Well, I, I know why they did, but it's... I don't know. Um, it, it just it feels like it would have been something that, if you had left it in the game, it would have made it better than it turned out to be. I'm kind of glad they good. take this and they sort of bring the enemies back. Because it's always cool to see that come back. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, Resident Evil 5 was my... I, I really didn't care too much for it. So if they would have added stuff like that, I would have had more of an appreciation for it, at least. Right. <laughs> um, but that was kind of uh, diverging a little bit. Sorry, I um, it was, it was right. but it was a good point. It was something to bring up because they have taken out mechanics before and put them mm -hmm. into other games besides RE4, so I thought it was interesting to bring that up. Right, uh, and, you know, th that is going to be a game we're going to have to talk about in the future, of course, but uh, to kind of get back on point, uh, as far as, like, the uh, infection mechanic is concerned, um, I think I already mentioned that. I think it would have been an interesting mechanic. It just all depended on how they would have uh, implemented it. 
Uh, oh. And looking back at the Outbreak series, you know, they probably could have taken cues from that. Now, you know, now that you mentioned that, um, I, I don't mean to bring up Snake Eater again as an example, but in that you could, uh, if you had like, uh, you, you could apply medical uh, treatment to yourself. Uh, mm. I, I think maybe what if they made it so like that same kind of concept with the infection mechanic, like, you know, you're infected and you somehow have to try to get it out by like, you know, trying to remove it uh, surgically or some shit, like some crazy shit like that. I don't know. I just, I'm kind of just like, this is something I just randomly came up with. But That'd I was be like, fucking that be insane. Pretty... Yeah, well, that would be crazy. That would probably hinder more with help considering that you just did well, surgery. Well, let's be fair though. The Resident Evil games are pretty far from being realistic but uh no i'm speaking like in realistic terms like you know that would right. be like a look no that's idea yeah I, I don't know i just thought that would be a interesting thing if they actually put that in there um, um well before we move on to the next question i will say that like maybe they could put it in a way where it's like you have limited supplies for health maybe they could put it in a mode where you don't have that many health supplies and if you get injured then um you have to sort of scavenge because i i think that you know it goes hand in hand with the whole there's not that many um supplies around for you to use so maybe they could put in a mechanic where if you get hurt it'll really um hurt your character and you can bandage them up and see the progress in real time as opposed to just putting this can of first aid spray in your face and being all normal the next second Mm -hmm. You mean air freshener? Well, yeah, yeah, I, uh, whatever. <laughs> Get that herb. Take that herb. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to have James read off number eight because I do think we're kind of, uh, you know, taking too long yeah, with this right. one. So, yeah, so uh, number eight. Uh, Even though the stylish version developed into DMC1, is there still anything with a radical design that you would like them to see in... Implement to RE4 from Kami's version or vision, whether it be from a design factor or a gameplay mechanic that would have been warped to fit Resident Evil. Uh, I don't really have much of a comment at the moment on it, so I'll let you guys go first. Um, I would say the enemy design, uh, because there are some enemies from the quote unquote stylish version that really look like they would have worked for Resident Evil. Um, for example, Griffin, before he became a boss, he was actually just supposed to be like a standard crow in the game. Um, some of the other ideas that they had were like there were like a different there was like a different uh, hunter type, I guess, uh, which ended up becoming the uh, the assaults in Devil May Cry One. Um, what else was there? I think there, they also had like various different like snakes that you had to deal with. Like they they were all like mutated and stuff so they had like multiple bodies or like multiple heads or tails uh they looked really messed up and i think stuff like that would have worked out really well um there's also i, I think there's a few rooms that would have worked as well in the concept art but uh like i said mostly the enemy design you know remember the assaults in dmc4 that had the plants strewn to them like, oh, when they have the Chimera seed? Chimera uh, assaults. Yeah, uh, I think something like that for RE will work, um, considering the fact that uh, we had plants in the series before that were like sentient beings, so it, it, it makes more sense to maybe have them po poison the hunters and make them more dangerous that way. I think that would have been awesome to see. Yeah, give me a reason to use my Magnum again. <laughs> mm. Mm. 
Yeah, like different mutations of like already, uh, you know, known enemies would have been nice to see. Not uh, like RE6, like... please. No, fuck the Huavo. Yeah, no, not. Actually, uh, RE6 was not Plaga, it was C virus. All of that was oh, C virus. They were still stupid. Where's though? the element OP virus? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But uh, thinking well, of the plot point, I don't, man. That, I, I honestly think that would have been dumb to have Leon this entire time be the son of an Umbrella founder. Uh, I, I think that it has the capability to be a good twist, but I just don't see it, you know, I just don't see it being executed well. Mm -hmm. Because uh, Spencer was, you know, they had the whole thing going on with Spencer and Wesker, so to see it sort of trade off on Leon is just strange to see out of that version, it's considering, hard. yeah, considering That's the final nice. results. I think, um... What was it? They, uh, and, and we'll kind of get into this in, in the next question, but um, kind of uh, one of the, uh, I forget to mention this, but one of the uh, earlier trailers kind of showed off um, an area that was actually put into RE5 Lost in Nightmares. It's, it's a small little portion that you see in that first trailer, but uh, Leon's like walking outside and then it's kind of like a, um, you know, you know that area where you see like the two, uh, like giant hook guys and you gotta like put the um, one half of each emblem into um, the uh, the little like placeholder before you fall down and lose all of your weapons um, they kind of ported that over from from an early build of RE4 uh, but I think they might have also used it for um, Devil May Cry at one point as well interesting so, I set my piece. Does anyone else have any questions on question number nine? Uh, any more questions on question number nine? Yeah, I do. Go ahead. Well, as far as him, Leon being um, Oswell's son, that's probably one of the stupidest idea I ever heard, honestly. It wouldn't make sense, considering uh, at least Oswell keeps his um, quote-unquote family at least close, as far as I understand them. It's not the Whisker family, but that's a different story. And also, what are the odds of this random guy being his son, though? Like, what would be the purpose of it? Oh! Uh, yeah, no, keep, keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That and um, as far as what Leon being named Tony Regri, this is something that I kind of wish Capcom did, not as for Leon, but make Tony Regri a original character for the series. Um... If I remember correctly, uh, wasn't Tony Redgrave also supposed to be at one point Leon's friend or he was going to be like a private investigator? Um, something like that, yeah, before like that. they gave it to the backstory of Dante found in the DMC-1 manual, I believe. Right. Um, Are you talking about the, the uh, Hispanic guy? The, what's his name? No, they, they, never, they never showed him, I think. Oh. Also, but, uh, somebody that doesn't show up. I think his name was oh. Enzio or something like that. Enzo? Yeah. Ezio? No, Enzo. 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 <laughs> uh, not fucking... Not that assassin guy that goes around just <laughs> fucking feudal Italy, you know, assassinating people. <laughs> and, and banging women behind his girlfriend's back. Um, but, yeah, and anyway, yeah. Um, as far as... Yeah, I could have sworn that they had uh, Tony as a... A separate character at one point as well but um i don't really personally like the idea of him being like oswald's son um maybe relative would have made sense and especially if it was just tony redgrave as a separate character that would have been interesting 
Um, but this wouldn't be the first time that Capcom has made a character specifically for a new Resident Evil game that they completely scrapped. Um, and Kaneki might know what I'm talking about because he actually wants to see this character return. And that's uh, Elza Walker from Resident Evil 2, for example, uh, yes. was originally supposed to be, you know, what Claire before Claire Redfield was put into the game, she was going to be the original uh, second protagonist to play as. Um, so this this isn't necessarily a new concept, but how they would have implemented it, uh, I don't know. Um, I do like the idea of having a plot twist where the character is related to the an- antagonist, but I don't know if they should be like, you know, um, like Leon, for example. I don't think that would really work personally. Didn't they? Didn't they do that shit with uh, Resident Evil Six and the um, that one guy? Jake, uh, Jake Wesker's son. Yeah. Even though it doesn't make sense at all. Wesker's son. Yeah, they shoot. They well, like I said, it has to make sense. They just can't shoehorn characters in that we haven't seen, or they can't shoehorn characters in um, that really make no sense. Like Wesker's this whole egotistical asshole vibe going on with him, and. Um, he yeah. would not just go out and bang some random woman and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I have a son now. So it, I it, am your father. It makes no sense. It, it really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, Unless if they were to uh, actually explain it in the future. but uh. Uh, It actually reminds me of, well, slightly divergent with Nero and Devil May Cry. doesn't make sense on how he's Virgil's son, considering, you know, Virgil's background is like humans and whatnot. So, like, how can they fit this together? Like, you, know, you know what? It would have been perfect, like, as the reveal for him being his son. Just, he slips on sunglasses, like, yeah, it's my father. And yeah. They both are, like, take selfies, like, yeah, father. <laughs> Wesker doesn't like humans either, just throwing that out there. So, that's why it doesn't make sense. But I guess we can move on yeah, to the next well, one. one more thing. Huh? Uh, like, as far as having Oswald having a son, it could have just used Tony Wrigley. There, problem solved. Right. Uh, who read the last one, by the way? I think it was uh, James. James. Well, didn't James the have the uh, son one? Was not me. You James had number eight. Who read number nine? I forgot. It's a ghost. A ghost. Um. All right. So why don't we have Ren read off number ten? All right, I can do that. Uh, what would you imagine would have happened towards Wesker's role in the story? To be in the castle version considering how him and his troops are responsible for the gas outbreak that gives Leon the virus well does it go weed and I'll take it um I don't know I I think he still would have been an asshole considering the fact that he is like that in Resident Evil 4 where he's you know behind the scenes pulling the strings but he's still pretty serious about his work so I think they would have kept that character similar only the fact that they would change is um, the fact that he's more there as opposed to in the final build of Resident Evil 4 where he's like behind the scenes. He's more present in that version because he's assisting in the outbreak. You mean yeah, kind of like... Uh, uh, oh, God. Kind of like how he is in Resident still... Evil 5. He's he's there, you know. He's not sitting behind a chair behind his computer screen uh clicking buttons he's actually yeah he's getting his hands dirty i was gonna say like more like code veronica because code veronica he he was still present but you know not as present as he is in like resident evil 5 Mm -hmm. um but it would have made more sense considering that um in resident evil code veronica you just kind of like see him 
Uh, and you see him more and more throughout the story. So I think that would have made a lot more sense to do it that way. I also think that what would have been interesting is if you apply like the whole virus uh, and infection and all that, like maybe Wesker was there to intentionally like inject himself with that particular virus because he might have known uh, it might have given him like more strength or something like that, you know? Um, I mean, after all, he's pretty much immune to like literally every known virus uh, that Umbrella has created. So you mean um, Progenitor? Yeah, so I, th I think that, like, if he would have injected himself with the Progenitor virus, uh, it would have, you know, uh, at least if it was a particular strain of the per, uh, Progenitor virus, and, you know, I think it would have worked. Um, I also think that maybe you would have seen Hunk. Like, maybe you could have given him a little bit more story this time. Um because I know this is kind of off topic, but uh, Revelations was at one point going to have Honk in the story. Um, so I think that would have been really interesting to kind of uh, touch upon that. Yeah, and, and I think that um, it would be interesting because uh, I think there's some history with uh, Honk. It, there's a file in Resident Evil Cove Veronica where he says he really didn't like some people on Rockford. So maybe they could have Hunk sort of uh, having a grudge with Wesker's forces, mm -hmm. and that'd be that'd be a nice way to tie him into the story. Just hey, these guys are here, and we're here to get the virus first. Let's get them. Right. Or well, technically, he's always the he got the nickname of Hunk because he always was the last person to survive in every one of his missions. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. So I think that maybe what. You know, kind of going off of your idea, maybe it would have been like, oh, hey, I didn't like a lot of these assholes when I was training in Rockford Island, so I'm going to have these guys offed by the virus while I'm going to go escape with a virus sample and, you know, report back to Wesker. Yeah, that that could be something else, and, too. Like, he's a double agent or something for a purpose. Right, and I mean, um, before you know, the whole, like, Revelations 2 revealing who uh, Alex Wesker was, I think it would have been really cool to maybe to have Hunk be Alex Wesker, you know, he could have been his twin brother, who, uh, you know, would have explained a lot as to why he always is the last person to survive on his unit. Mm -hmm. Simply hypotheticals, but, you know, some good, some good theories in there. So, does anyone else have any opinions on question number 10? No. Nada. Alright then. Well, we have uh, Captain Chaos read number 11. Yeah. Sure. Um, are there any enemies from early builds slash versions you feel that should have carried over into the official build of the game? Um, I think I already mentioned what mine were. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be right back but uh, uh, maybe like Brandon or Ren or even Kaneki. I uh, should take this really quick. I could carry on. Uh, I think that maybe they should have carried over the flashlight mechanic because it probably would have gave an opportunity to create some good scares. And I think something else they should have ported over was maybe the Hookman. Because he's an enemy in the beta builds that sort of um, is in Leon's hallucinations. But I think they could have made him interesting with the weapon he wields. He probably could have had some of the same memorable moments as the Regenerator from Resident Evil 4. Where he attacks you with the hooks, he's hard to kill, and he's mm. basically a pain in the ass. Hookman just looks like one of those uh, farmers. 
the have the, the farmer hatchet or you, you know the uh the villager the guys that have the, yeah the hatchets or whatever i, I think coming towards you with axe i i think in this sense though it should have been a special enemy because um there's a lot of those in resident evil 4 as it stands now so it, it really doesn't hurt to add in one more but he's a little bit more uh creepy so they could put some creepy values behind it where he has like maybe a biological infection. If you shoot his mask off, he's a lot stronger. Uh, things like that will be pretty good to see. Yeah. So, does anyone else have any opinions on question number eleven before we move on? Uh, as far as bringing enemies back, bring back the dolls. Why not? Shoot them up. I don't think we've really seen enough enemies uh, in the beta build. To, I mean, the only ones I saw from the demo. Uh, were the babies and the hookman. Yeah, and, and they they kind of had the uh, tentacle creature from the Yeah, wasn't version. there something in the in the first trailer with the uh No, no, no. It was the uh it was the fog trailer. Uh they had the more of the gas shown off. Um oh, you know, they were really trying to make a point with that. And it was like some tentacle monster thing came out here. Well, there there were some like like Ouroboros tentacles coming out of it, so I think I think that would have been really interesting to see. Uh, yeah. I also think that the hook guy uh, would have been pretty cool to see as well, but only if he wasn't like a paranormal thing. Like I think it would have been really cool to see like an actual living one. Um, you know, that m might not use the hook, or maybe the hook is like attached to its arm or whatever. Uh, that would have been pretty like interesting to see because I think you do see him again uh, in one of the trailers he's like walking through across like in, in another room you see him in a glass window or whatever um, and he's just walking across the room right well um, but you know it, it there's no like blue filter like you would see when you're actually facing him Dom yeah. you stole my speculation yeah <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, I, I said, they just kind of look like one of the standard uh, village villager enemies. Um, yeah. It's like pro. They look like one of like a almost like a prototype for uh, the villager enemies, the hook guy. Um, right. But yeah, it would have been cool if there was like a, a really tough enemy like that. But uh, maybe he wasn't a ghost. You know, it's just uh, like he he had some deformity or something like that with a hook hand. That would have been pretty cool. Well, pretty creepy. Oh, oh, fun fact, fun fact. Uh, Dom, you, yep. know, you know they said that for the Uruburos creature that they showed in the Fog trailer, they said that they had issues putting him into the game, and now if you look back at Resident Evil 5 again, they implemented that creature back. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind well, was of... Was he the first boss? I, I think he was, yeah. It's kind of funny how the progression uh, goes from there. Because they couldn't implement him in that version, but they could implement him in Resident Evil 5. Yeah, I, I think it also had to do with just the, you know, they had a more powerful bit build of, uh, you know, empty framework at the time as well. Yeah. Um, Is RE4 empty framework or not? Yeah, it's one of the game. it's one of the uh, many games to use empty frameworks, uh, empty framework, but it's a very early build of uh, empty framework, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, uh, by, by the Veronica, time... it's also MT Frameworks, so it's right. in like the first version of MT Frameworks before around Democrat Four and whatnot came out. Right. That's awesome. Uh, I, I was, I was actually going to lead up into that because Devil May Cry Four, um, that was a 
a more updated version of MT Framework, so that's probably why they were able to do it, do something like that with Resident Evil Five. All right. So uh, I think I think we've covered this topic long enough. So why don't we have uh, Brandon read off number twelve, and then I'll read off number thirteen after that's done. Okay, early on, Capcom has shown the game to be very um, claustrophobic. Um, I think I said already, I don't care. But, um, but with the official build, um, wait, with the official build, the game is very open. What, what do you think it could have led uh, to the change? To this change? Um, I think that's mostly because they wanted to make. Uh, it, I think it contributes to the fact they wanted to make. Uh, change direction and make a different kind of game than a survival horror game because the first uh, the first Resident Evil was very claustrophobic. Well, eh, most of it was very claustrophobic because it took place in the narrow hallways and everything. And they, from what I saw the demo build, it reminds me a lot of that. So I'm guessing they wanted to make it a lot less. You know, they they wanted to make more open areas to uh, accommodate for the action feel of the game and uh, make it less. Uh, atmos- atmospheric survival horror kind of like the other games were. Yeah, uh, basically I was going to say what KL said, but he hit the nail on the head so it, it, they basically did it to sort of spice up the action-y gameplay and you know, you can't do all that crazy stuff in Resident Evil 4 like flipping over lasers and kicking enemies and suplexing people and confined spaces without it looking weird, uh, you know and, and they have to worry about stuff like clipping and things of that nature. So I think they opened the game up so you could have a lot more variety with the weapons and the actions you were presented. Well, I want to bring up, because earlier I posted uh, this article, um, and it was basically talking about why uh, Resident Evil 4 in particular, or just Resident Evil just kind of made that shift to action. I'm going to post it again here. But basically it was Shinji Mikami saying that... Um, the remake hadn't sold well um, on GameCube. Um, I would argue that if it had been ported over to PS2, it probably would have made the sales that it needed, but um, that's beside the point. Um, So, you know, you you look at uh, just the poor sales, right? And they're thinking, okay, well, it's because probably people don't want horror and Resident Evil, but truth be told, it's really just because of their choices in, in terms of platforms. Um, you know, at that time, the PS2 was probably the best, you know, or the most dominant console. Uh, yeah, you could have gotten some really good experiences on the GameCube and the original Xbox, but uh, at the end of the day, it was the PlayStation 2 that a lot of people had and a lot of people would be buying games for. So that's kind didn't, of more on Capcom's fault as to why didn't it didn't the PS2 so well. version of RE4 save the game? Like, um, brought it um, back into a higher profit? That was for RE4, not... Yeah, no, but the, did, this... um, did that version save RE4 in general? Like, made RE4 profitable? Yeah, well, but that was RE4. Um, they were talking about the sales of no. the Resident Evil remake. No, but I was R- asking that did the PlayStation 2 version made RE4 profitable not as a whole, not the other games? Mm, probably. Uh, from my understanding, Understanding both the GameCube and uh, PS2 versions were very profitable, but um, the remake was why they decided to. The remake on GameCube is why they decided to make that shift. Yeah, I'm well aware of that one though, because well. Yeah, so basically they kind of shot. 
they kind of shot themselves in the foot by not having it be uh, multi-platform or ha- on the uh, PS2. Uh, don't quote me on this though, but I remember reading um, somewhere that Shinji didn't want to port over games to the PS2, and he um, when RE4 came out for the PS2, he apologized because he didn't originally want it on the PS2. Um, from my understanding, Capcom had a deal with Sony for the first three Resident Evil games, and then afterwards, um, you know, uh, other Resident Evil how- games are coming on to other platforms. Um, and, and basically, basically what they were, were doing was like, technically Code Veronica was supposed to be Resident Evil 3, but they didn't want it to be on PlayStation, so they put it over to Dreamcast. Yeah, Um, Same thing with like RE4 and the Resident Evil remake and stuff like that. They didn't want that to be on the PS2 for whatever reason, because they didn't want to be like, um, under contract for that kind of stuff. But I think we've diverged a little bit, uh, uh, so why don't we move on to the next question? Do you think that the BOW-infected dog and the mysterious girl found in the hallucination version could have provided a greater level, a greater level of intrigue than the Ashley Graham escort mission, or and could could they factor that into the story in your mind? Uh, I think it could have worked. Um, you know, constantly playing with your expectations. Let's, sorry. Um, let's be honest here. I think pretty much anything would be better than the Ashley Graham escort mission shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, that noise right uh, there sums up my yeah, pain yeah. each time. Like, I remember I had a whole session of just shooting Ashley in the head. I'm not even kidding. Leon! <laughs> oh my god. Leon! Like, Leon, help! You know... The the funny thing is is that later on after RE4 we had um, you know Revelations two and they give you two uh, useless ass uh, characters but um, you know they at least do they're something more useful than they yeah, can they're fight more useful than Ashley are, are you talking about the little girl because she actually did no 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 talking and Moira they they don't have Moira, any combat experience but. Like, like, hold, hold on. Let, let me get my point across. They, they don't have any combat experience, but they help you progress through the game, and you know they help you like manage your health items and things of that nature. What does Ashley do? She just stands behind Leon and just like you know, you know, uh, moves her arm a little bit if you get a headshot or something and kill an enemy, um, and just stands behind you for like ninety-five percent of the game. Uh, whereas those characters actually do something for you and they you know you have to rely on those characters in some way and when and when fucking ashley does do an action all she does is throw a lamp at someone and that's it it doesn't even really kill the ganado you have to do it like multiple times so i mean i think anything would have been better than ashley at this point because once they add her into the game the fun factor goes down a little bit because now you're sort of protecting her she doesn't do shit, and she can die and get carried away easily. Mm. Um, I, I, I feel... Sorry. Oh, God. Um, I was going to say, I feel like if they were even going to put that uh, Ashley stuff into the game, they either should have saved it until near the very end of the game or just, just made it a shorter segment just to have you escorting her around because it's literally like the rest of the game, like halfway through the game you find her, and then the rest of the game you're having to deal with her. 
and I feel like they should have somehow made it so you don't have to deal with that shit for like the rest of the game. I don't know what they would have done, but I don't know. Like a lot of people would have rather have not dealt with that. So I, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know why the hell they thought it was a good idea. To... I mean, I could kind of understand why they decided to do that because Leon is supposed to be a government agent after the events of RE2 and they yeah, they kind of tell you that at uh with the Resident Evil 3 epilogues uh the little little like um they'll give you like a little image and it'll give you like an overview of what happens after Resident Evil 3 and there's a lot of stuff that happens after Resident Evil 3 right like story wise um, I know why he's doing it I'm just saying like gameplay wise uh they could have done something with it but I don't know yeah so I don't know, like, I, I, I see, you know, you can think about certain things that's uh, sort of in the same vein, but they try to attempt, like, you know, Barry runs across the little girl, he's well-trained, but she can help you. So I, I think some of the same mechanics could apply, you know, he runs into this mysterious girl and her dog. Um, I also think that this reminds me dog? a lot of... No, her dog. You said your dog. Dom, you are confused. Yes. <laughs> Like I, I was, I was talking about the little girl, um, and well, the mysterious girl and the dog that she runs across. How about that? Because as we stated, Leon was supposed to run across a mysterious girl and a BOW infected dog throughout his entire campaign, throughout the events of the Resident Evil Four beta, and we never really seen that in action. Uh, but yeah, that would have been an interesting mechanic to see, because. Well, I think the dog is a B.O.W., so he can attack oh. people. You know, that kind of reminds me of uh, Haunting Ground, because you use the dog to kind of defend you. That's what I was about to say. I was uh, going to bring that up. It reminds me of Haunting Ground. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't... James, you have anything to add on before we move on? Nope, unfortunately. This is where I have zero knowledge of this stuff. Okay. Uh, Kaneki, why don't you read off number 14? Ultimately, it is stated that the final version of Resident Evil 4 was a good game, but not a true survival horror experience with its action gameplay. Do you think that the gameplay needed to change to action after other horror games with the same intentions proved otherwise, i.e. with Dead Space still being a horror shooter? Um, uh, I mean... Uh, I <laughs> you you guys can go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go, go ahead. It's, I mean, I, I understand that they wanted to go a different route with the Resident Evil 4. I, I'm, I'm, they mostly succeeded with, you know, it, it turned out pretty well, but uh, it's just, you see what it could have been if it were survival horror. Um, I just feel like most of the people behind it thought that that was getting a, to be a stale formula, so they wanted to do something different, and that's completely fine. I just feel like the reason why we tend to kind of harp on the fact that it could have been survival horror is because, uh, like so many people have pointed out before in the past, Resident Evil 4 has started the trend with everything being having to be action horror-oriented, and it has created this it's created this fucking uh, stagnation almost in the. I would also argue it's, um, and I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, but I would also argue it's created a divide because um, you're seeing now like um, 
people will either say, no, RE's four through six are the best games uh, ever since RE4, the series has actually improved, whereas vice versa. Some people say that RE4 was basically the downfall. Um, and then you have some people that are like, well, no, no, RE4 is a good game, but it's not what Resident Evil should have, be, you know, should have went to. It should have this should have been a whole new IP altogether uh, because it was just so different. Or at least if if anything had to go action and especially in this kind of style, you know, maybe something like Dino Crisis would have worked out a lot better. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, they I mean, yeah, they pretty much did what they set out to do and they did it well. I mean, you know, it's a it's a decent game. It's just that uh, it's this was the beginning of the demise of the series. And, um, you know, I it would have been a very different game had they kept the horror elements, obviously. They did still keep horror elements, but uh, not too heavy on them. But yeah, basically my point is, is it's just, it's created this whole thing where a lot of horror, to, horror games today are pretty much trying to more or less copy that same formula, and a lot of them tend to well, fail at it. Yeah, if it's not that particular formula, it's the first-person formula. It seems like... Um, yeah. Like, you know, okay. and it's not to say Sorry, that those are bad formulas. I was going to bring this up as another point. Um, it seems like anything, like Amnesia, for example, it was it was another game that took the uh, first-person horror as- aspect and did it very well. But then we have a thousand clones of that same thing that are trying to do the same exact uh, gameplay mechanics, but they don't seem to recognize what made the... Uh, original games so great you know and they they just try to be a hollow shell of that almost um at least that's how it feels to me no no one basically nobody wants to try to be original and try to understand what made those games so great they they claim to understand but they don't so right uh, i'd also like to add on to that uh really quick before brandon goes that um you know when it comes to like doing something it, it doesn't necessarily have to be original uh, but like, if you're saying, you know, like if you're going to do something at least do something that's different, that hasn't been done before in that particular style that, you know, stands out or at least when it comes to first person, don't follow that, that trend. Cause that, that's just a trend that's been oversaturated in my opinion, but you know. I'm not going to get into that because I know people are tired of hearing me talk about why I don't like first-person horror games. So, yeah. I, I, I think I, we I can move on to the next one. Okay. Uh, Ren, why don't you read off number 15? Uh, let me see. <laughs> Do you think the addition of Lost Plagas and the removal of the progenitor virus was a good idea? Um... I don't know. I would say that that enemy is definitely creepy in a sense because it sort of takes away uh, the tradition of headshots where if you try to get a headshot on them, then you can wind up with a plaga that can eat off your head. So, I mean, yeah, it is very dangerous. Uh, but at the same time, I guess after you kill like your 1,000th plaga, it starts getting a bit too easy and predictable. So, they're not the most unpredictable enemies is what I'm trying to say. Like, there's those enemies that you have to change your strategy up all the time. Uh, you might see them in Dead Space. You might see them in um, later Resident Evil games. 
But for the Plagas in particular, I think I would have preferred something a lot more methodical in terms of how they're planned out. Because, like I said, you can handle them easily. Right. Um, I would say what would have been nice is... I don't think any of them should should have been removed. I think that what should have happened is a mix of both. Like, you should have seen both the progenitor virus and then you should have seen the Plagas. Like, maybe the Plagas could have been, like, a very... Uh, a very rare enemy that you would encounter but it would still be in the game uh, whereas the progenitor virus would be like the main forefront enemy that you would be seeing since originally Resident Evil 4 was supposed to be about the origins of that virus <laughs> <laughs> I hear a dog and some children it's, it's the, wasn't the virus dogs. the hallucination thing part of it part of it uh, how would that work in an action game though to well no uh we were just talking about just the removal of it in general uh not necessarily you know on the official build or anything oh, just i, re I read general. that wrong um, um i agree with what ren said i guess the um what was it um trying to think because the the gas the gas hallucination thing was just one aspect of it um but it wasn't going to be like a whole uh <laughs> that wasn't going to be like a whole uh, thing, you know? It was just going to be one aspect of it. Um, but uh, what, what do you think, Kaneki? Mm. I don't mind. Hold on. Uh, I mean, I can, um, I can see why they wanted to do a different strain. Um mm. But, you know, the, the uh, whole, uh, what was that? Uh, what was it fucking called? The, uh, the, the, the T-virus? Um, yeah, like, I mean, I guess I can see why they would do something else. Um, I mean, it was, uh, the, there's more variety, at least, I would say, in, in the, uh, in the enemies. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's more refreshing to see that as opposed to, uh, same uh zombie you know typical zombie you see in uh resident evil uh you see some of them you know like these uh more intelligent uh villagers they're not really dead or anything they're just kind of uh parasites i guess uh i thought that was a pretty interesting addition right um brandon do you have anything else to add on before we uh move on to the last two questions Uh, Brandon's rip. So, I will read off number six. No. Oh, well, your mic was muted then, I guess, because we didn't hear you at all. Um, what is your take on the Lost Illuminados on the official build, and do you think the game would have been better without them? They're kind of uh, creepy and goofy, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, every, every game guy has his villain, so I say it's good to have them. The part where they swear at you in Spanish is hilarious. Are you talking about the uh, cultist like guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those those guys are pretty creepy, although they don't really end up being much of a threat. I mean, well, they are, but it's just uh, they're not really intimidating, I guess is my point. 
I wish they'd stop of... trying to be car salesmen. I don't want to buy an SUV. Kind of walk at you slowly, and they're just fucking, I don't know, they're creepy, but I can take them down pretty easily, so I'm not really that scared of them. You know what I thought was a lot more creepy? Uh, what mm. was that monster that Leon fought in the cage container? The, uh, oh, you're talking about the one that like is blind it's got it's like eyelids stitched together oh whatever. you mean you mean wolverine no 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 the the monster that looks like it has like a centipede like body and it could grab leon with like his arms u3 u3 yes that was a lot more creepy than any of the ganado so far I'm trying to remember uh, when was well, that no, that's like towards the end of the game okay um I, as far as the Lost Illuminatus is concerned, I don't know. I kind of wish that we would have seen, like, the whole, like, Wesker plot point and, like, having um, maybe Spencer being, like, the main antagonist more so than Wesker in this case. I think that would have been a lot more interesting. That's not to say that the Lost Illuminatus is, you know, necessarily, like, a bad thing when they put it in there, but I just would have liked that original plot point more. Um, I mean, maybe they could have had it where, like, you know, Spencer kind of, like, paid off the cult or whatever, and, and they're helping them with, like, the experiments and stuff like that, or something like that. That would have been a lot more interesting. In I would opinion. say that it's, uh, I don't know, I, I think I would rather see Wesker than fucking Salazar, or, well, what's, or the little fucking midget Napoleon kid. Oh, you're talking about the midget? The yeah. guy that's not taller than fucking six feet worth of shit? <laughs> this may come as a surprise, but I'm only 20. <laughs> it's just so cheap. I mean, like... Your right I, hand I do... comes off? Wesker is, uh... Wesker is in just about, like, I don't know. I was I was gonna say I, I didn't really want to see Wesker again, but I'd take Wesker over fucking, you know, that, that guy. Spanish like, Napoleon. That, that was so weird. I, well, at least I could say to the effect of Mendez... He's a lot more physically intimidating. He's fucking like eight feet tall. He could throw Leon like he's a fucking basketball in a hoop. So are you talking about the uh, the the bald guy? Yeah, the bald the, guy. Yeah. yeah, he was. I actually thought he was kind of creepy, but uh, every all the other antagonists, you know, was, yeah. Um, I don't know. They they were pretty forgettable. Uh, well, not forgettable. I mean, God, uh, fucking midget Napoleon was just really cheesy, and I was just like, I cannot take him seriously. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would prefer something just a little bit more serious for Resident Evil, considering the fact that you know um, they tried oh, really to do. Cartoony. Yeah, <laughs> it, it feels really cartoony and out of place with some oh, of the enemies in the final game. Maybe you would, would change your mind if I had a phone book. <laughs> Why did you sound like Tommy was so? I don't know. I can't do his voice. Well, I would. I would like to argue uh... that uh, what. Oh, you said da. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, don't, wait, what are you talking about? But um, I would like to argue that, you know, the series has always been cheesy to some degree. Um, you know, like in the, the first Resident Evil, along with its remake, you had Barry Burton. And he's like the cheesiest motherfucker around. Um, in Resident Evil 2, you had some bad voice acting at the time. And it's not as bad as the original Resident Evil, but, you know, it was still bad for its time. Um, so, you know, the, the whole, like, not, you know, not having a very serious, uh, tone for Resident Evil isn't necessarily a 
bad thing, but there's times where it's just like you kind of want to have some serious moments. Like those classic Resident Evil games, um, they still had some pretty serious moments. Uh, but Resident Evil 4 was just kind of like, you can never really take any of it seriously, in my opinion. Well, what I'm kind of saying is um, they could have the lighthearted moments and they could have the very vibrant characters. But what I mean is by having the enemies creepy and imposing at all times. Like, nothing silly like little Spanish Napoleon that's like, he comes to my fucking knee every time I see <laughs> this guy. Nothing like that. Like, something that's menacing. Like, um, I forgot which enemy this was, but it was the enemy where he sends his right hand after him, and he, he takes out the code or whatever, and he's this giant, like, fucking reptile creature. And he's, like, all built and shit. And I, I, I think creatures like that are very interesting in terms of design, so something like that that's really scary or imposing would be good. What about the uh, guy from Resident Evil 2, though? Um, what's his name? The main antagonist, the guy that turns into Bergen? a fucking... Yeah, uh, Birkin, the guy turns into like a Lovecraftian monstrosity at the end of the game. This is like, um, that would have been cool to have some somebody like that, you know, just transforms into a monster. Well, I mean, you know, Salazar does transform into a monster, but... It's, uh, you mean like transform over time? Yeah, well, yeah, something like that, I guess. That'd be pretty cool. Like, I think that, like, this is the last point before we move on. I think that enemies, like, you see reoccurring enemies and they get stronger. Uh, that should be a staple because people like Nemesis and people like Birkin, so I don't see why that shouldn't be more of a staple if they decided to dip back into the well and uh, make another RE game like that, Sports. like that third person. Uh, perspective and bring that back into the fold mm -hmm. so um why don't we finish up with the final question so i'll have ren read that off Alrighty, sure to close this podcast off i wanted to know what is your final thoughts for the final version of resident evil 4 and how would you personally rate it in the series um it's a great action game I i'm not gonna lie it's probably one of the best action games i played uh, but in terms of a Resident Evil game, not so much. It's not what I really think when it comes to Resident Evil. I mean, it has all the fundamentals, but in terms of gameplay, in terms of being survival horror, it's not. Uh, but I would rate it very high as an action game. I think even though a lot of people say it's overrated, it still has this uh, fun factor when you go back to playing it. Right. Um... I would say that for me, I like the game a lot. I'm going out of my way to buy it again when it comes out on PS4. Um, and that will probably be the last time I ever buy it personally. But, um, you know, I've played it so many times that it's a favorite for me. But as far as like out of all the Resident Evil games, it's maybe my least favorite. Uh, but that's just because of the fact that I really prefer the classic survival, uh, the classic Resident Evil games more so, uh, with three being my personal favorite out of the entire series. So, James, what do you think about uh, RE4? Does anybody else have anything to say? Uh, Brandon, I'll go. Oh, I wanted James to go. Uh, uh, what do you think about Resident Evil 4? Unless Brandon wants to go first. Oh, yeah, so um, I'll go first. Oh, alright. I, I didn't hear you, my bad. <laughs> yeah, as far as 4 goes, yes, I don't think it's overrated. 
overrated to high hell, but it's still a really good game. You know, I'll, I'd be happy to play it any given time. I still have fun with it, though. Despite me thinking it's overrated, it doesn't mean it's not it's a bad game. As for the um, series as a whole, I like it. You know, fun, goofy, a lot of ups and downs. You know, especially in the first-person angle. You know, I love that angle. Best angle, confirmed. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I like the game for what it is. It's a, it's a fun game. It's just not really uh, like what we've come to expect from Resident Evil. At least uh, people that played it after it was released, what they have come to expect from the from the game uh, from the game series. And um, I have not really played and beaten too many Resident Evil games. I, I played and beaten zero. Um, and uh, Revelations 2. Uh, I have played the original Resident Evil, have not beaten it, so I. it's hard to say where I'd really rank the game. Um, I, I have played Resident Evil 5, too, so I would I would definitely rank it above 5. Uh, 5 is my least favorite, uh, so I would say that it's probably somewhere definitely above 5. Um but definitely below zero and uh, all the other old school uh, Resident. Well, no, no, it's uh, better than Revelations too. I'll say that. Um, yeah, it's a good game, good for what it is. Just not a good survival, you know, not a survival horror game. I think it's a lot better than Revelations too, definitely. Yeah, I was about to say it's. I was like, you know, oh no, no, it's uh, definitely putting that above Revelations too because. Uh, Oof, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I mean, Revelations 2 isn't a bad game, per se, it's not but a bad there's, game. there's problems with it. it. It's definitely flawed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mr. Jameson, J. Jonah Jameson, what do you think about Resident Evil 4? Um, I think it's good. I definitely agree it's a bit overrated. Uh, if I had to say why I like it, uh, I really like Leon's character. He kind of fits my favorite types of characters, I guess, where they're snarky or smartasses, and they can still do cool shit. Um, but yeah, it's not what most people would have expected from a Resident Evil game. But it's still better than a lot of other games I've come to see from Resident Evil nowadays, so I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's about it for tonight. Um, what we'll do wait, is... Wait, what about Kaneki? Wait, did... Oh, I almost forgot about Kaneki. Did he go? Is he here? I'm still here. Alright. Uh, I was gonna say... Since I don't have a gaming capture card, though, I'll probably try it out since I finally got my Wii U to softmon and play GameCube games. I'm gonna probably check out RE4. Oh, uh, and... you're not gonna try it out on uh, PS4? Well, I don't know if, you know, if there's won't be a figure. <laughs> well, the PS4 version's only going to be, like, 20 bucks, from my understanding, so, um... And it's supposed to play, like, the PC version. Yeah, uh, all these different ports of the same game. So, well, I... Well, they ported RE4 to death, so I pretty much knew that RE4 was going to be on that report list. That is my one complaint with that game. Yeah. If I had to say something about it, I'm kind of sick of Capcom harping on the same game over and over. I mean, yeah, other... it's... There's always that one game in a series, though, that that tends to get, like, there's pretty overrated, and people will, you know, the devs will continue to push so much until people are sick of it. 
But yeah, I I think it's great, but it it, it can be overrated. And I think that uh, for the most part, it's just not a solid Resident Evil survival horror title. If you're thinking about survival horror, you probably won't get that out of Resident Evil 4, just saying. Or any other Resident Evil games after that, except maybe... No, not even Revelations. Well, I would say that the Revelations, the Revelation series, is closer to what Resident Evil should be. It's not perfect. Like I said, they're definitely flawed games, but you know they're closer to what Resident Evil should be. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess we're gonna wrap up, do outros right now. So, Mr. Brandon Williams, do your outro, please. Uh, well, you can follow me at, on Twitter at ArcaneMagic504. You can catch me here at TCP and our other stuff we'll be doing, Five Devils and other stuff. That's it. What about you, Chaos? Uh, you can find me at Twitter on uh, Captain Chaos, and you can also find me on YouTube by the same name, although that is with space in between Captain and Chaos. I mostly do Let's Plays and reviews and all that fun stuff, so if you like that kind of thing, then check me out. James? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DevHunterJames and TwitchTV slash TheHeroJames, where I'll probably be streaming next month. Um, and you can find me here on the TCP and the BioDevils podcast. All right, Mr. Kaneki. You can find me at YouTube at the Google Order Space. And you can find me on Twitter, no space, so Google Order. And then you can find me Twitch under the same name, Google Order. All right, Mr. Dominic, your turn. Uh, so you guys can find me as BioDevil underscore Dom on Twitter and on YouTube. And then on Twitch, you can find me as Dom241996. Um, I basically do various different co- like various different things for content. Uh, I've been recently doing some streams, and I'll be streaming this weekend. I think I'm going to do RE0HD and then uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, so do stop by for that. And, uh, yeah, we also do a podcast on my channel. It's called the BioDevils Podcast, and sometimes you can see these guys over here, uh, you know, with my co-hosts, James and Brandon. Uh, sometimes we're on Pops by as well, so you know, be sure to check that stuff out. All right, and you can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me on Twitter at Ren Operative underscore. And I will be doing a bunch of new content. I'll be putting up this podcast as we speak on the Cooperative Podcast account, which is the Cooperative Podcast HQ. And you can follow that on Twitter as well at TCPHQ where we will be putting that content up for you guys so you can see it so uh, overall had a good time uh the next cutting room floor i don't know what it's going to be because i have to think about a game that has a lot of betas or had a lot of stuff to talk about uh, um, i think one of the things we brought up was Resi- a suggestion yeah I, I was gonna probably lead into it i think it's uh resident evil 5 because that no. also has wait there's another one? I was actually going to make a suggestion, actually. Um, not Resident Evil related, although I mentioned a few uh, privately. Uh, Shenmue. Mm-hmm. Shenmue would be a very interesting game to 
to talk about on the cutting room floor. Um, either yeah, before or after yeah. episodic discussion of that game. Oh and, yeah, because didn't uh, Shimu they basically took that from the Sega Saturn to the Dreamcast. Yep, it started up as a Virtua Fighter RPG. Oh yeah, I remember, I remember. So, I, I guess we can do something like that. Maybe get some people involved. Um, talking about the history of Shinmu. And of course, uh, we can also lead that into stuff like Shinmu 3. Um, to make it a little bit more interesting. To make it a lot more varied. So, uh, we're going to be doing that probably soon. We'll let you guys be in a know. Uh, but until then, this is the end of this cutting room floor. And we will see you soon. Later. Jana.